1: Hey math fans, Jason Marshall, Math Dude here with your weekly dose of quick and dirty tips to make math easier. As we've seen, an equation like the Pythagorean theorem is really a kind of rule saying that whenever we plug in numbers for the variables in the equation, the combination of values in the expression on the left side of the equal sign must have the same value as the combination in the expression on the right. At least, that's the algebraic way of looking at things. And while this algebraic viewpoint is helpful, fantastic, and all-around super important, it's good to keep in mind that it's not the only way to think about equations. To show you what I mean, today we're going to learn how to look at math from another angle. In particular, we're going to learn how to visualize the meaning of everybody's favorite theorem, the Pythagorean theorem, using just a simple picture and some clever thinking. To get things started, I want you to picture one of those beautiful 345 triangles that we've been talking about lately, as we've uncovered the long lost story of Not Dude. Remember, the 345 here means that the two legs of the right triangle are 3 and 4 units long, and the hypotenuse C is 5 units long. Now I want you to picture drawing perfect squares attached to each side of your triangle. The lengths of the sides of the squares should be the same as the lengths of the side of the triangle they're attached to. In other words, the side of the triangle with a length of 3 should end up attached to a square whose sides are 3 units long, and so on. Finally, further divide up each of these squares you've drawn into a bunch of little one by one unit squares. Your picture should now look like a 345 triangle surrounded by three perfect squares, and each of those perfect squares should be subdivided up into a bunch of one-by-one unit squares. If you're having trouble picturing this, take a look at the drawing I've made for the web article version of this podcast. This is Math Dude episode 156 at mathdude.quickanddirtytips.com. Why in the world did we make this drawing? And in particular, what's up with all of those one-by-one unit squares? Believe it or not, those little guys are going to play a key role in helping you picture the meaning of the Pythagorean Theorem. How? Well, before I tell you, I encourage you to first take a few minutes and see if you can figure it out. Then, when you're ready, continue on.
0: The legends are true! Overboding power! The sauce of destiny! Yes!
1: Let's start by taking a closer look at all of those unit squares you've drawn. First, think about how many fit inside each larger square. For example, as you can see in your drawing, you can fit four unit squares from left to right across the square attached to the four unit long leg of the triangle. And you can also fit four unit squares from top to bottom. So a total of four times four or 16 unit squares will fit inside this larger square. No big surprise, right? But now imagine that this larger square doesn't have a length and width of 4, but instead has a length and width represented by a variable called b. That means that the larger square measures b, 1 by 1 unit squares across, by b, 1 by 1 unit squares high. The number of unit squares that will fit inside the larger square is therefore equal to b times b, or b squared. Do you see what that means? In the case of our three-four-five triangle, whose sides are represented by the variables A, B, and C, it means that you can think of the A-squared part of the Pythagorean theorem as the number of 1-by-1 unit boxes that will fit inside a 3-by-3 box, and the B-squared part of the equation as the number of 1-by-1 unit boxes that will fit inside a 4-by-4 box. And what about C-squared? Yep, you guessed it, it's exactly the same idea, but for the big box drawn along the hypotenuse of the triangle. While it's all well and good to know how to think about the geometric meaning of A-squared, B-squared, and C-squared separately, we're really interested in knowing how we can put them all together to understand the entire Pythagorean theorem. So let's do exactly what the Pythagorean theorem says. Let's combine the big squares containing A-squared and B-squared unit boxes. In other words, let's take all the 1x1 boxes that make up the 3x3 and 4x4 squares and combine them together into a bigger square. I encourage you to actually draw this, or to check out the drawing I've made at the MathDude website, because it's pretty cool to see it all come together. What exactly does this picture show us? Well, if you count up all the unit boxes, you'll find that the big box created by adding A-squared 1x1 boxes to B-squared 1x1 boxes for a total of A-squared plus B-squared boxes, is the exact same size as the big box from the hypotenuse of the triangle that contains C-squared 1-by-1 one one unit boxes. Okay, so what? Well, for one thing, this shows us why the Pythagorean theorem works for our three four five triangle. Namely, because the areas of the two boxes connected to the legs of the triangle add up to the area of the larger box connected to the triangle's hypotenuse. And it also shows us that we now have another way to think about what the Pythagorean theorem means. Finally, it's a reminder that problems in algebra, and life, can usually be viewed in multiple ways, and doing so is often a great way to obtain a better understanding of their true meaning. Before we finish up, I want to fill you in on the answer to last week's brain teaser. Are there other Pythagorean triples besides the simple ones we found? If you're not sure what I mean by this, you'll want to go ahead and check out last week's episode. The answer to the puzzle is yes, there are an infinite number of them. In fact, if you pick any two positive integers, let's call them x and y, where y is greater than x, and you calculate the following three things, first, y squared minus x squared, which we'll call a, second, 2 times x times y, which we'll call b, and third, x squared plus y squared, which we'll call c, you'll find that the three numbers, a, b, and c, will always be Pythagorean triples. I encourage you to go ahead and try it out with a few numbers and test if the results agree with the Pythagorean theorem. Okay, that's all the math we have time for today. If you want to learn more about algebra, please check out my book, The Math Dude's Quick and Dirty Guide to Algebra. It's perfect for you and all the math fans in your life. And it's available wherever you like to buy books. Thanks in advance for your support. Remember to become a fan of The Math Dude on Facebook, where you'll find lots of great math tips posted every day. That's at Facebook.com slash Dude. You can also find me on Twitter at Twitter.com slash Jason Marshall. Until next time, this is Jason Marshall with the Math Dude's Quick and Dirty Tips to Make Math Easier. Thanks for listening, Math Fans.
0: The legends are true! Overwhelming power! Sauce of Destiny! Yes!